0: I just want to say that um, that you guys have been such an encouragement to see um, really um, Christ in you. Uh, we've, we've walked together with most of you for years and seen seen some of the uh, the craziest things from ups and downs. We've seen healing just radical just miraculous healings. Um, we've seen We've seen some frustration. We've seen uh, some sadness. We've lost people. We've gained people. (laughs) But I, I, I really do—not that, not that uh, we're any better than anybody else or any other church. But I just think that we, there's something special here. (laughs) I'm uh, probably slightly biased because I'm the pastor but I, I really do think that we have something very real here that uh that you can't you can't just make <laughs> you can't just manufacture this isn't a machine and as long as I'm here I I'm I don't want it to be a machine and so I want to make sure that you guys know that anytime you come in here you were loved and you don't have to always put on a perfect face although most of you do because you're generally genuinely happy <laughs> It's okay to to break down and to uh to deal with some things because we all do I do most of the time from up here with the mic on so you're you're in good company um, but I just want to tell you that i just felt i just feel just feel that in my spirit that i'm just o i'm over overwhelmed with the reality of the kingdom in you <laughs> so I just thank you for that um, i'm gonna I'll start on this, I don't know where it's going to end up, but I still think it's it's what God's saying to us, so I'm not going to, I'm not just going to skip it, but this is, uh, this is continuing our series, Walking in the Spirit, and it's funny, when you study these things, you uh, you think you have it all figured out, <laughs> and then you don't, and then you have these, uh, these preconceptions that after you got saved, you begin to learn things and you kind of default to those things without even looking into them. One of my gifts and hindrances is that I question everything. Um, fairly analytical and borderline cynical at times with some things uh, in, in trying to, to overthink and figure out what the angle is and what's going on. And so that can be good and bad. The the good in it is that I don't just necessarily take everyone's word for it, and sometimes I look for myself. That's good, and I, I want you guys to do that. The bad is, sometimes people have good things to say, and I need to listen to them. <laughs> sometimes people know better than me, and I can learn the easy way instead of the hard way. But a lot of times, because of my personality, I'll learn the hard way. I wanna see, is the pot hot? <laughs> you said it was, but I need to make sure. It's the like. <laughs> This tastes terrible. Taste it? No. Why would I taste that? <laughs> um, but we, I, I have this, and I see it in some of my kids, one especially. But I see, I see it in them that they do. They, they want to, they want to figure things out on their own. They're very independent, and there's nothing wrong with that. Too many times we compartmentalize things, and we saw that in Peter. You can have doubt and faith at the same time. It's not. That doesn't mean you're weak. Um, in the same way we can we can hear good teaching and we can take it but we can also look for ourselves and see what it means and uh and I looked up conviction and and I hope to convict you today. <laughs> I hope that you're convicted today. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But how many of you have been born anybody? <laughs> a few of you have been born. <laughs> I looked at the definition of birth, and it says the emergence of a new individual from the body of its parent. The emergence of a new individual from the body of its parent. I can safely say we've all been born, (laughs) even if you didn't admit it. We've all been born. And if you have kids, most of you have kids. Um, I remember Trinity especially because she was our first. I was amazed to see her discover new things when she could see and hear and she would see things and hear things. It was all new to her and she'd see her hands and she would discover these things. They were all brand new to her. Um, she was discovering the reality that she was living in. She was discovering it, discovering, discovering it. And I say it all the time and I'm going to say it several times in there. We don't determine truth, we discover it. We don't, we don't say what truth is. But we get to discover the truth that God's already put in us. And so in the same way, we created her. And she was discovering the reality that she was now in, that was created. Um, and that was her birth and her growing up and understanding. And she's getting so big and so old now, it's scary. But we saw her as she grew up. And we, you know, most of you know, we've got three girls and, and we've got so many kids in here. We've got very happy families. It's good. People, <laughs> people told us when we had Jordan, you know what causes that, right? And i would be like, Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> of course I do. And so, <laughs> so uh, anyway, sidetrack. Colossians, we're going to be in Colossians. I don't know where we're going to get. We're going to start in Colossians 2, 6 through 7. And I'm going to read out of the message. I kind of got caught up on the message Bible, and I may be there for a while. And I go back and forth. I cut my tooth on NIV, and then we've been in Holman here, or Hardcore Baptist, whatever you call it. We've been, I've studied different versions or whatever, but there are certain ones that I really like in the message. And so the more I read, the more I like the the terminology and the way that he uses it. And Colossians 2, 6 through 7, in the message says, My counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Just go ahead with what you've been given. You received Christ Jesus, the Master. Now live him. You're deeply rooted in him, you're well constructed upon him, you know your way around the faith. Now go do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. Man. And let your living spill over into Thanksgiving. I love that because I, I, think, I think we know probably too much these days. We've learned a lot. And I'm afraid we're not doing as much as we could with what we know. And it's not that we try to do it. It's that we discover that he's in us. Just like it said... Now live him. He's with you. This is not, let me try really hard to do this. Let me try really hard to forgive. No, let me discover the forgiveness that lives in me. Let me try real hard to love people. No, let me discover the love that Christ has come into my heart. You remember the the guy with the heart, (laughs) with all of his veins? The, The truth is the spirit that lives inside us, and it changes the way we think. Another transliteration we've messed up is repentance. Repentance means metanoia. Change the way you see things. Adjust your vision. See things from his perspective. In other words, we don't have to plug our ears and hold our eyes so that we don't let bad things in anymore. We, we don't need to do that because now we have Christ in us. So his truth begins to come out and changes the way we think. It's the other way. It isn't this way. We don't walk around in fear as Christians. No, I don't want to hear that. He said a bad word. Mm. You're going to see some bad stuff. I mean the, Probably a lot less bad things than they saw back then. I, I promise you, your coworker' cousin is not your worst problem. That's right. But we have, we have, we have so far separated ourselves from the reality of the kingdom of God that we're on the surface trying to fix people's behavior, and it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It is futile. He is in you. Stop trying to forgive. The forgiver in you. <laughs> this is discovering truth, not determining it. How do, you know, how do you know when your feelings are correct? We don't. Nothing wrong with feelings, but there's truth beyond our feelings. Can you admit that? Sometimes I don't feel like worshiping, or sometimes I don't feel like God's there with me. Does that mean he's not? No. There's truth beyond our feelings, and it's not a convincing It's a revelation. It's not me telling you that that's true. It's you hearing from the Holy Spirit in you. This is interesting, and this is way off subject. Well, not way off subject, but it's way off my notes. Uh, We stopped by Bill Starling's the other day, and he rearranged his living room. He was so excited about it. It looks really good. He did a good job. (laughs) But we talked, and as we were talking, he was complimenting me on last week's sermon, and several of you did the same thing, and I really appreciate it. And uh, even some people came up and said, wow, you know, like you read my mail, or, 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 you know, wow, did you get a letter? And I thought, oh, what kind of letter? Did I do something wrong? Did I get a letter? And they were like, no, like about my life and everything that's going on. But what's interesting about that is I was talking to Bill about it, and I completely accept your compliments. <laughs> um, and I'm not trying to be super spiritual by saying it's not me, because I know that I'm, I am co labor with Christ, I'm, I'm thankful for this. I really like doing this. But I will say this. Um, what's cool about this whole church thing is that, when I speak truth in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit reveals these things to me and then he reveals them to you when I say them, all it is, this is really cool, all it is is the Holy Spirit in you recognizing that truth that's already there. Yes. You remember how Mark used to talk about the, the resonance, resonating, if, if you strike a chord in a piano over here, the chord all the way across the hall or across the room will vibrate in the same chord. It's the same way when, when, when I speak something and you go, wow, that's speaking directly to me. It's not me. Half the time, I forget half the stuff I said when I get off the stage. I go, I need to listen to that because I don't know what I was talking about. I was laying down. I don't even remember. <laughs> and so, what's happening, we, we, this is important to understand because this is, this is the difference in you trying to convince people that Christianity is the best way to go. The difference between that and then understanding the reality that Christ is the only way to live. <laughs> it, it's, it's not choose right or wrong, but it's life or death. It's not um, my version of Christianity is different than yours. It's Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It's all him. Um, another another problem I see, I guess, in the church is, is a fear of rejection. We, we put, and we've talked about this before too, we put so much more value on people than we do God sometimes. And so what we do is we say, well, God is valuable to me. He's like a dollar, but people are like five dollars, <laughs> when it's actually the opposite. There's more value in what God says about you than what people say about you. And the problem with that is, when you begin to be hurt by people, you are revealing the, the issue that you have in, in yourself and in saying that, how can I put this? We, you shouldn't You shouldn't be crying when someone insults you Because you're hurt, you should be crying because that person has a problem and you should hurt for those people. That's metanoia. That's repentance. That's the real meaning of the word. Not feel bad about cutting someone off in traffic. That's surfacey stuff. That's the fruit, not the root. The root is our revelation of Jesus and other people. Now, you all know me. I'm not some universalist his creation Jesus is written in our DNA from the beginning of time now we can refuse it I understand that there is a transition that needs to be made but it's not hard to call up something that's already there right when you see the creation of people as valuable to him the same way he sees you as valuable that's how we understand our value is, is more important than him it doesn't mean we don't love people it just means now we discover what's more important not their behavior but who God sees them and the good in them, and how we can bring that up out of them. Not how we can fix them, or make them more like us. I don't want to make too many people like me. Um, We're going to go down to Colossians 3, 1, and 2. And it says, this is still a message. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Most of you know this because I I write it on cards a lot of times. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. That's the reality we should be walking in. As as kingdom citizens and heirs and co-heirs with Christ, our reality should be his reality on earth now. His kingdom come. His will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Now, eternity started when you were born again. We talk about walking in the spirit. You have to be born again. This, another term we use a lot is saved. And there's nothing wrong. The scripture talks about us being saved, but we were saved. I like born again. I love the way he talked to Nicodemus about it too. You are born again, Nick's, Nick's like, huh? How? What? I, how can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? He was like, oh yeah, <laughs> silly humans. Think about what he's doing. He is having a relationship with the Pharisee, the same ones he was criticizing about the way they were doing things, but he's talking to this guy. He's talking to Nicodemus. By the way, Nicodemus was one of the ones that took him down off the cross and helped help do all the embalming and all that kind of stuff. Nicodemus, I believe, was was truly saved, truly born again. Amen. I think what we've done traditionally is we've put so much emphasis on sin and being lost and, and I know there's a hell. I'm not I'm just not I'm not talking about that right now. I just think we have we have f- f- pushed so far on this side that we've forgotten all the goodness of God. And we've made it such a fear-based manipulation that we've missed out some of the cool things about being a Christian. And that's we get to have joy, we get to have peace in the midst of our circumstances, in the midst of our tribulations, we get to have peace and joy and kindness. It's not that we have to put these things on, it's that that's our new life, that's our identity in him. Because we don't add him to our life, our old life is dead which goes back to the whole taking offense thing and being being hurt. How many people in a coffin have you seen be offended by anything? <laughs> I've never been to a funeral and thought, this guy's going to be really offended by this. Your old life is dead, and you have a new life. That's right. And your new life is in Christ, who I don't think is nearly as bothered as, as you are with many things. Sorry. Y'all still love me? Okay. I don't think he is, he is nearly has a big of an issue with some of the things that we do. And once again, that's not convincing ourselves of that, but it's understanding the reality of it in, inside here, the truth. Um, and we owe it to people. Romans says, oh, no man, nothing except to love him. We owe these people that offend us or that hurt us. We owe them love. It's the only thing we really owe. Um, see i'm gonna skip some stuff we're running out of time but i don't want to skip that second corinthians 4 8 this is good we've been surrounded and battered by troubles but we're not demoralized we're not sure what to do but we know that god knows what to do we've been spiritually terrorized but god hasn't left our side we've been thrown down but we haven't broken What they did to Jesus, they do to us. Trial and torture, mockery and murder. What Jesus did among them, He does in us. He lives. Our lives are at constant risk for Jesus' sake, which makes Jesus' life all the more evident in us. While we're going through the worst, you're getting in on the best. Circumstances should not be moving us like His life and His truth should be moving us. Are we walking in the Spirit? How are you being led? Are you being led by circumstance to circumstance to circumstance to problem to issue? I know most of you aren't, but sometimes we can fall into that. We can go into that old way of thinking. It's the only thing the devil has is to try to deceive us of the reality that we walk in. He doesn't have any power, but he does have a, a pretty convincing way to distract you and to get you off of, of off your game, so to speak. Yes, and, yes. and so all he does is he He tries to remind you of the things that you've already been forgiven for. He tries to resurrect the dead life that's gone. And you go to God and you go, I'm so sorry about the things that I did three years ago. And God's going, I have no idea what you're talking about. I I nailed that life to the cross 2,000 years ago. But Satan's constantly trying to resurrect that old life. Hey, remember this? This is who you are. This is who you are. You're not, you're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do this because of this. And we go, but this is what God says about me. This is the truth that is within me. Not because Justin's convinced me of it, but this is the reality of the Holy Spirit that lives in me. And so when we walk it out, boom, boom, we're walking in the Spirit we talked about last week. Work with me, walk with me, watch how I do it. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. We're in the rhythm of Christ and his life, and we're following his pace. And we're not distracted by the other things because we're yoked to him. This is his teaching. This is his yoke. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. How can that be? When we see all these things that we're dealing with, it's because we put the emphasis in the wrong place. Even sin has has become this fear-based manipulation thing when we discovered last week. Sin's a trust issue, not a behavioral issue. All sin is saying is, I don't trust God to provide for me, so I'm going to do it myself sin's not i made the bad choice instead of the good choice sin is saying god's not good and i don't trust him that's all that's saying it's as simple as that we don't bounce back and forth you can look through i think it was like 90 percent or 95 percent of all sin in scripture is a noun it's a it's a it's a place that you're coming out of it's not an action that you do as if you could change as if you could get yourself to heaven basically All right, this is where I want to go with this. I'm going to get down here. We'll hit, we'll hit Matthew, and then we're going, go, we're going to go to Acts. Matthew 16, 24 says, uh, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead, walking by the Spirit. This is what he's talking about. Let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Man, that's good. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to find yourself, your true self. And once again, not talking about making yourself sacrifice. It's talking about his life in you. You will begin to be self-sacrificial because that's who you are in him. Now, here's what I'm talking about. I told you I wanted you guys to be convicted today. (laughs) Now, how many of you know that has pretty negative connotations when, when I hear it? Usually, I think convicted of what? Sin. I'm being convicted, so I need to change the way. Now, I did a little word study, and it didn't take long, Google, to find, I know, I'm so simple, to find the Latin and Greek, and it, conviction comes from the word uh, Latin word "convincere," and it means to prove something false or true, somebody right or wrong, equivalent to con to overcome, see victor. How cool is that? Here's what's cool about that is, we've made conviction all negative, But all conviction is saying is it determines a truth, right? Now, the truth is we're more than conquerors in Christ, right? The truth is Christ lives in us, and he has called us and predestined us and given us grace to walk in his truth. That's truth. That's conviction. How many of you, uh, Tracy was asking me, I was working on something, and I grabbed... I said, I need to grab the Sawzall. She was like, what's a Sawzall? And I showed her. I was like, actually, it's a reciprocating saw, but we call them Sawzalls because that was like a name brand. Same thing with Q-tips. We use Q-tips. They're actually cotton swabs. But we use the Q-tips. It's transliteration. We take words, and we, they fit where we want them to fit, and they mean what we want them to mean. Does that make sense? And unfortunately, we do this with a lot of words in the church. We mess up a lot of Christianese. <laughs> we really do. And conviction is one of those things. All conviction is saying is that you're fully convinced of something. I'm fully convinced that I am fully loved. I'm fully accepted in the beloved. I I fully accept the truth of what God says about me over the truth about what other people say about me. I pray you are convicted today. (laughs) It sounds bad even saying. Yeah, sounds good. All right. You guys remember, I'm not going to go through the whole story. Acts 2, save time. Acts 2, they all went up to the upper room to pray, right? This, this, is, this is kind of what I want to get to with walking in the spirit, too. Do you think, do you think they went up to the, the upper room and, and prayed, God, how are you going to take care of us? How are you going to feed us? God, um, I'm really feeling bad about something that I did. Or do you think they said, uh, I, I feel guilty about this? Or, God, I really want you to take care of my family. Do you think that's what they said when they went up to the upper room? i don't I don't see that I think they went up to to get the promise that God promised them, and that was to send his holy Spirit. I think that was their only reason to be in there. I think they went up there they said, God, we just want you above anything else that's going on in our lives listen guys i th- I think I think the whole prayer thing we've got a little crooked too and and we go and we go, okay, well, this is what we need and this is what we're going through Father, I just feel bad about this stuff and I feel guilty and then I just want you to help me do this and help me. You know, I need some more money here, and we need to pay the bills. And, and there's nothing wrong. God sees everything, and, and He meets you where you are. I'm not saying that those are necessarily bad things, but I think that we need to have something above that. And I think it's what we see in Acts two when they go up to the upper room and they say, "God, I just want you. I just want what you promised. I want you to come back. We miss you." Listen, it's that simple. I was talking to I was talking to Brad the other day. We were hanging out with Brad and Jasmine. And and I had a headache, and he was like, do "You want to work on you?" And I was like, "I don't know what that means, but if it means massage, then yes, I definitely want you to do that." And we had a good conversation, and it was about just healing and and nutrition and different things. And, and I don't know where I was going with that. I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's what it was. And he was asking me, you know, how I felt things were going at the church and 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 preaching and different things like that. And, and I said, you know, I still sometimes feel like the kid in the room. I just I have that personality to where. Uh, I'm easily amused if someone says duty or something. You know, I just... I'm, 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 I always feel like uh, I'm not as mature as I should be, I guess. Um, but I th- but I, and I told him, too. I said, maybe that's not a bad place to be. <laughs> because I think it's much simpler than we've made it. And I think... I know when I first took this position, I bought some button-up shirts and I bought those those shiny shoes that Fred doesn't like. And... <laughs> And I swear every time I put, every time I go in the closet and I look at my shiny shoes and I look at these, I always put these on because I like these shoes, and they're very immature. I'm 39, and they're really bright and obnoxious, but I like them. And I remember buying them, and I really stressed out about it because I was like, "Why am I buying these shoes? I'm not a kid, you know. I'm I'm a responsible. I've got three kids. I've got a job and all this stuff." And I was like, "I really like these shoes," and so they probably sat in my closet for almost a year. I didn't wear them very often, but but the, really the revelation that I get every morning is like, this isn't. This isn't about me as much as it is about Jesus. And I like these shoes. (laughs) So I'm going to wear them. And so I think in the same way, um, we come to Christ just as children going, hey, Daddy, we just miss you. We just want you above all things, above our stresses and our bills and our work and our insurance and our, you know, even our health sometimes, even though we know you'll heal us. Father, we just want you. we just come to Him and say, Jesus, here we are, and we just fully submit to Him. Father, just lead us. And I think it's so important for us as we we move forward and we walk in the Spirit that we don't don't misinterpret um, life in the church and life with Christ in a way that we manipulate it and we change it. Because if we don't see it that way with Him, we're not going to see it that way with other people. And if we don't Fully just submit to him. Listen, he's good. Amen. Guys, if you'll stand up with me. There's a truth about being born again. You have to have not existed before that point. And in order for you to be born again, there has to be a death to your old self. There has to be. It's, it's kind of a necessity. And uh, Melissa, can you you come up and play just a little bit? I just really feel like the the way the service is going, I want to give you guys an invitation. Listen, if you've never experienced the reality and the true love of who Jesus is, I just want to give you that opportunity to do that now. And listen, just as important, if you have done that and you just need a touch, if you just need a touch, Uh, an awakening of the spirit in you and you just need a hug from your father from your heavenly father listen this is a good time to do that if you want to come up here listen the the, altar is open if you want to come up here if you just want to sit down where you are if you just want to raise your hands where you are and just receive what God has for you that's okay too Listen, if it's your first time just receiving the Lord, it's as simple as saying, thank you, Father. Because it's not anything you could do to deserve it, but he freely gives it. And so if that's you right now, just receive his love for you. Receive his Holy Spirit for you. He will awaken new life in you. And trust me, it's a trade up. You may think you're giving something up, but you'll forget it was ever there. I was talking to Chris the other day about some things in our childhood and things that we had gone through and and then talking about our kids and how we're raising them. And I'm so far removed from my old life that I would forgotten half of those things. Because God has been so good to give me new life. And he'll do that for you too. So Father, I just pray right now that you seal in the hearts of your people your truth. Even if it's beyond our understanding. Father, I just want to seal your healing Just as we prayed this morning, Father, we lean into you and we come to you in thanksgiving. Father, thank you for your kingdom. And thank you for your eternity that starts the moment we're born again. Father, prepare a way for us this week as we go out that you would give us some divine meetings that we would run into people that we could build up and pray for, Father. And Father, just as you see us begin to stumble, that you would put people in our path that would do the same for us. Father, our value is found in you. But it's not limited to us, Father. we just want to share it and spill over in thanksgiving just like your scripture says. Father, we just thank you for your word, your truth. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen.